Welcome to our Transgender School podcast. We're here to talk about diverse transgender identities and experiences so that we can all be better allies and advocates. We'll also discuss current events, welcome guests, and share actions you can take to support trans people. I'm Bridget, and my daughter Jackie came out as a transgender woman about four years ago when she was 19 years old. I was totally unprepared, but I have learned a lot since then. And now Jackie and I are passionate about sharing what we've learned. When I came to terms with being trans, I realized that I absolutely needed to transition, but coming out was very stressful. Now that a few years have passed, things have gotten somewhat easier, and I want to help other trans people navigate their own unique experiences. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Transgender School Podcast. This is the first time that Jackie and I are coming to you in person together. We are together because tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and we're excited to celebrate, and we have a really important topic for you today. Today, we're going to talk about everything you need to know to be an ally and what it looks like when people are not being an ally or even being an active adversary to the trans community. Exactly. So ally, not an ally, adversary. And we're going to do our best to clarify that. But before we do that, we want to talk to you about all of the things that we have available to you because we have spent the last year creating a ton of content and we want to make sure that you know where it all is because it's If you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast on YouTube, we know that you want to be an ally and we have so much information that you can share on social media, that you can use in your classrooms if you're a teacher. We have so much. So we want to take some time to share that with you right now. So let's start with Patreon. So at patreon.com slash transgender school, for just $5 a month, you can get exclusive access to weekly content. That's blog posts, videos like this, podcast episodes before they're released to the public, and everything in between. It's a great resource for anyone who is looking to dive in and consume a lot of our content. And it also includes our Trans Ally webinar, which is normally $10 as a standalone. So if you're willing to subscribe for that $5 a month, you'll get a better deal. And I think that would be great for classrooms personally, because I used to teach and I was always looking for videos to that really teach content that's not found anywhere else. And that, so just to briefly also talk about the ally video, which is our trans allyship 101 90 minute video course for only $10. And I want you to know that $5 half, fully half of every $10 that is spent on a rental of that video, which by the way is a year long rental. So you, that gives you enough time to show it to every family member in a classroom, in a meeting, wherever. For only $10, it's a 90 minute video course where Jackie and I reenacted Jackie's coming out. I don't think we'll ever do that again. <laughs> I don't think both of us enjoyed that, but we thought it was important to do. Um, we reenacted the moment she came out. We reenacted multiple conversations after that where I wasn't as supportive as I now wish I had been. We unpacked all of that and debriefed it. And then we talked about how to be an ally. So it's a really important video for only $10. And you can find that at vimeo.com slash on demand slash trans ally. Really simple, easy to remember. We would love for you to share that as well. We put a lot of work into it and we think it's incredibly valuable. So only $10. 
for a year to have access to that. And we gave the Patreon website. Yes. Okay. Patreon.com slash transgender school. Can't give it enough. Right. And in that Patreon membership, we have, I think about 30 videos now. And some of them are early release podcasts. Many of them though are completely exclusive where they can't be found anywhere else. Like the last one I just put in there was a bloopers video where Jackie and I were recording and we did have some really good content in this 10 minute recording, but we also had some silliness and some bloopers. So I just left it in and posted it there because I know our members enjoy that kind of thing. And thank you to our members. If you're already a member, we are so grateful because we love to have tons of free content. But if you can pay that $5 or that $10 for the video, it really helps us because we have graphic artists who work with us. We have a fabulous um, podcast production company, Ginny Media, who we are so grateful for, um, who helps us so much with all the little promo videos and d- the um, show notes for all our podcast episodes and producing our podcast, putting it out on all the platforms that it's on. So those paid products help us to pay for those things. So we so appreciate all of you who are contributing. We also want to make sure you know where you can find us everywhere else. Yep. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I think maybe TikTok, sort of. Well, help us with that. We're on TikTok, but we have like so few followers. We haven't figured it out. So, hey, I'll get in there. We'll get in there and post more videos if you subscribe to us. Is that the word for TikTok? I don't know, but we're, we're on pretty much every social media platform, more or less. We post very regularly on our Facebook, and we do have a Facebook group that is private. It's more specifically for family members and loved ones of transgender people and transgender people ourselves to discuss how to be an ally, how to be supportive and share resources. So for anyone who knows a trans person who has a loved one who is trans or is trans, I would definitely recommend joining our Facebook group as well. And teachers too. We have a good amount Mm -hmm. of teachers in that group. So anybody, like Jack said, I think anyone who's interested in learning how to be an ally and learning about transgender experiences, you're welcome to join the group. So you just find us on Facebook. And the nice thing is everywhere, our name is the same. It's that simple. It is Transgender School. We also have a Medium page, which Mm -hmm. we're adding articles to. And it's just, you can just search for Medium or Transgender School on Medium. Our YouTube page, we want to thank you. We're getting a lot more views. I was just telling Jackie, we posted a video three days ago and three days ago, and it already has 500 views. And I was like jumping up and down for joy, just not because I want the attention, but because I want people to learn what we're teaching. We want families to learn and be supportive. And we want teachers and businesses to learn about how to be supportive allies for the trans people who are working in their organizations, who are students in their schools, who are family members. So it's just thrilling when we see that people are watching and listening to our content because we know those messages are getting out and it's making the world a safer, more welcoming place for all trans people in all of the places where they may find themselves. So definitely subscribe to our YouTube. Just Search, what, what do they search for YouTube? Transgender school. Just search for transgender school on YouTube and you'll see our faces. If you don't see our faces, it's not us, but you'll see them. <laughs> we started a whole new playlist called Transgender School Mini Lessons and there are tons of videos there. It's just a playlist on our regular Transgender School page where we also have all the videos of the podcast you probably know, but the mini lessons is new and it's little clips from all of our live streams and our podcast episodes and our recordings that we just do on our own to do education. 
it's a really great new playlist and they're great little tidbits to share on social media because they're all, a lot of them are only 30 seconds or a minute, but they have some impactful little piece of content and information that could be really helpful. And thank you also to our podcast producers and our graphic designers for creating all those clips and like putting graphics with them and making them look so pretty. And that's what we need your help to buy our paid products too, so we can keep having them create those. Anything we forgot, Jackie? I think that covers it. And now that you've sat through our many plugs for our paid products and content, we will go ahead and get into the topic of today's episode, which is how to be an ally, how not to be an adversary, and what it looks like when people are maybe not being an adversary, but also definitely not being an ally. So I think there's a lot of aspects to this, and it'll help to dive into some examples of things that people might think are allyship or are some of the first steps toward allyship, but that don't necessarily put you all the way toward being an ally. Uh, this conversation was largely motivated by a meme that I saw going around that I may have shared on the transgender school page that was basically a person skipping a bunch of elevator steps. It's a common meme. And it said cis person. And the different steps were things like paying trans women of color, like actually fighting for trans rights. And then the steps, those were all being skipped. And then the last step was putting your pronouns in your email bio. So I think that's a great example of how people will often do things that are well-intentioned, that are done with the goal of being an ally, but not done with a lot of deeper thought as to what it actually means to be an ally. You know, you might be trying to be an ally when you put your pronouns in your email description, but are you going to correct a cisgender person in the workplace if they misgender a trans person who's not in the room? Because I, as a trans person, would think that that is much more of a show of allyship than putting your pronouns in your email or on your Zoom name, which are important things to do. But Again, being an ally means getting out of your comfort zone where necessary, educating yourself about active steps you can take to support trans people, whether that's donating to trans-serving organizations like the Trevor Project or donating to the LGBTQ bail fund or doing work in your community at a local level with local trans-serving organizations. There's usually a lot more that most cis people can do. So, you might consider yourself an ally, but it's always helpful to try to find ways to push yourself to be a real ally and go beyond doing those superficial performative things. I think that a big difference in this discussion is the difference between doing something that is performative, that is performing allyship and saying, I love trans people, I support trans people, trans people are beautiful, trans people are amazing, and that's all great, and we'd love to hear that. But we also love it when those words are backed up with tangible action, mm -hmm. which unfortunately is not the case uh, nearly as often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to speak to that for my position as trying to be an ally. I can't call myself an ally because only a trans person gets to decide whether they think I'm an ally or not, but I am a cisgender person trying to be an ally. Um, and then I want to get into more specific examples because we thought of specific examples. I really like Jackie's example of speaking up, for instance, in a room full of only cisgender people, because that's a lot harder to do than, you know, I put my pronouns in my signature line. I have my pronouns pronouns on LinkedIn now. I have my pronouns in my Zoom meetings, uh, you know, things like that. And I see that all the time. 
And that's so easy to do. So we encourage you to do that. We're not discouraging you for doing that. We encourage you to do that. It's so easy for me to do. What's been harder is, for instance, when I'm with a group of friends and someone asks me, oh, what was Jackie's name before? Or someone says something like, oh, when Jackie was a boy. And then I have to do a double take and go, I have to say something about that. I don't have to, right? I could just let it slide. But if I want to be a true ally, I'm going to speak up and say, we don't speak Jackie's gender name. We don't speak Jackie's dead name. We don't talk about Jackie as ever having been male. Jackie is female. She's always been, you know, the language, just so you know, the language that we use is that Jackie is a biological woman. Jackie's fully woman. I don't want to say Jackie's, Jackie's just a woman. (laughs) She, and when I was pregnant with her, she kicked a lot and, you know, she never slept and she kept me up. And, and when she was born, she, it doesn't matter that she didn't come out until 19 and that I didn't know her gender until she was 19. That's the way we talk about it. And those conversations are hard for me still even because it's uncomfortable and because people are like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then I have to comfort them and be like, no, 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 stop saying you're sorry. Let me just, let me explain, you know, maybe I can, this could be a teaching moment. And, you know, that's where I think I'm put to the test to, am I going to really step up and try to be an ally in this moment? And that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Am I right, Jackie? Yeah, I I think that's exactly it. Being an ally, you know, I think most people, most cis people, probably exist in this space of not quite being an ally, not quite being an adversary. Maybe they lean toward being an ally. Maybe they lean toward being an adversary. But I think it's those concrete actions that you take to hold other cis people accountable, to educate other cis people when it might make you uncomfortable and when it might be a lot easier and a lot more comfortable to just let it slide that's what being an ally really looks like. And I think it's important to understand that this applies to the queer community too. This applies to gay people. It applies to lesbian people, bi people. It applies to other trans people, especially. I, as a binary trans woman, am not being an ally to non-binary people if I allow someone to misgender a non-binary person and I don't, and I don't correct them and I don't explain that they, them pronouns are not grammatically incorrect. They've been used since long before any of us were born. And if I don't do that, if I don't get out of my comfort zone and tell that person they're wrong, I'm not really an ally either. And I think that unfortunately, to my mom's point, we talked about some specific examples and we see people like Caitlyn Jenner saying that trans kids shouldn't be allowed to play sports. And I I think that unfortunately, that's a pretty clear example of how just because you're trans, just because you're a public figure in the trans community doesn't mean you're an ally. So you can be transgender and not be a transgender ally. Is that right, Jackie? It might be hard for some people to understand. Some people might say that sounds like nonsense, but I do think it's true. I agree. I agree. And and also, because you are a lesbian, because you're a gay man, because you identify in some way as LGBTQ, does not make you an ally to everyone within that community or designation, right? And many people are. I mean, I want to say like some of our, I think, greatest allies, people like Rob Smith, amazing human being and advocate and ally in the world and really fighting for trans rights as a gay man, as a cisgender gay white man, you know, and seems really aware of all of that, you know. And so there is incredible allyship within the community. We're just saying it can't be assumed. It needs to be 
We need to show that we're an ally, even in the toughest of situations, as well as the easy parts, right? And consistently and always. And it's not just a given that someone's an ally. I think that framing is really helpful. Allyship is earned and it's proved. It's not assumed. And I was not an ally in the beginning. I like to say I'm just trying to be an ally. You're a pretty good ally now. (laughs) I try to be an ally now, but in the beginning, I wasn't an ally and I own that. And I challenged, you know, we've talked go back and listen to podcast episode one or, or our watch our trans ally video because you'll really see what it looks like to not be an ally as a parent. If you watch that video and you watch the conversations that Jackie and I had after she came out of challenging her, of trying to say that it was a phase, that she was mistaken, that it couldn't possibly be because people don't come out at 19, later come to learn. That's the average age that people do come out. So that's another point that an ally is educated. (laughs) An ally is constantly exposing themselves to education and never thinking they're done. You know, it's like, I talk to people who are like, oh, I know all about that. I was trying to promote our podcast, our videos, and we were sending out messages on Facebook and someone wrote back and said, like, I know all about that. Stop, stop. Don't include me on your list. And I, we don't, we don't include anybody on the list. That's another thing. Join our email list. We forgot to say this at the beginning. Go to transgenderschool.org. Please be on our email list. We only send out emails about once a month, twice a month sometimes, and they're short and sweet and they're really important about what's going on, but you can sign up for our email list there. But somebody messaged me like to say, I already know all about that. And I was like, really? Because I don't, (laughs) you know, I'm constantly learning more. Jackie and I have conversations all the time. We're like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that, you know, and I've been reading books and reading and writing articles for five years now. We're almost five years in. It'll be five years and in, in just a couple months since Jackie came out. So, right? What do you think about constant education? And for you too, right? Yeah. You don't know everything about everyone in your community. We're trying to learn about the experience of, of especially trans women of color. You know, it was just, I know I'm talking a lot, but this last thing that maybe we can speak to, Transgender Day of remembrance for all the transgender people who have been murdered because they're transgender. And I was watching these videos and just crying, heart-wrenching of all the faces. They were almost all faces of color. And they were almost all trans Black women who were murdered for being trans, because of hate crimes for being trans. And we need to learn more about this as white women. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, that segues into the other aspect of this, which is being an adversary. And whether you are an adversary who is just tweeting about what you think are biological realities that in fact are very misguided, or you're out there actively harming trans people, you are complicit in the harm of trans people. Even if you're just doing it from behind a keyboard, those trans people who are dying around the world every year, you are complicit in that. If you are actively advocating against trans people, if you are actively being an adversary to trans people, and people may not want to hear this, but it's the reality. People who go out there and who say that all trans women are biological men and all trans men are biological women, they're causing active harm, not just to the mental health of the trans people who hear those things, but they're causing active physical harm to trans people because by validating those ideas, they validate the hate that lives in a lot of people that motivates people to commit violence, that motivates people to harm people and to kill people. And we as a society have to say that that sort of adversarial approach to trans people 
is not acceptable and that it is harmful and that we're not going to tolerate it. And I think we do a good job of that in certain spaces. Like we have these liberal spaces in America that are very trans friendly, that don't tolerate this adversarial sort of behavior. But as we were talking about earlier, it's, it's a real mess. But I think there are other countries where we see that's not the case. Like to use the UK as an example, a country that has a lot in common with the U.S., except their liberal spaces are very different, not very friendly for trans people. And I think it's a great example of how you can be right on a lot of things. You can be on the right side of most issues, but whether you're an adversary to trans people or not is going to make a big deal in terms of how you're remembered in history and in terms of your actual impact on this world and how you affect people's lives. Because trans people really need all the allies we can get. We need a lot less adversaries out there. And please be clear that when trans people say that someone is not an ally, they know what they're talking about. And what what adversaries to trans people will do is they'll try to confuse the general population by saying things like, I love trans people. I have, you know, I have friends who are transgender. And then in the same breath, They'll say something that completely dehumanizes trans people and argues for their, invalidates. They will present arguments that completely invalidate transgender people's experience and lived reality. And, but they, they get away with it in the general population because they'll say, Oh, I support transgender people. I'm a transgender ally. Please let's not be confused. I've been confused by that. I've said to Jackie, can you explain to me why this person is so problematic? Because they're saying that they love transgender people and they have transgender friends. And, and Jackie's always able to explain it to me, but it takes a while. It's like, well, because they said this and they said that. And do you see how this contradicts what we know as transgender people and what we need people to understand? And then it makes sense. So please educate yourself and please be aware and please don't let those simplistic statements, you know, convolute the reality of who is truly an ally and who is an adversary because there are a lot of adversaries out there right now trying to present themselves as allies. And we don't want to get too into specific names <laughs> because that's problematic for, for a variety of reasons, but you see it in the media. So please listen to, here's what we would say. I would say is listen to transgender perspectives on those things for the most part, although there's some folks even in the transgender community who are not presenting it in a way that's helpful to transgender people. But for the most part, transgender people who are pointing out the problematic nature of some of the adversary statements are are making the case that we need to understand. So let's talk about one last thing that we want to do is we're going to give you a little taste, a little teaser of what we have in our Trans Ally video course. Now, there's a lot more in there, so don't think you're getting it here for free. It's $10. Just kidding. We want to give you as much free content as we can. But again, you know, the funding really helps with continuing everything. So in our Transgender Allyship 101 video, we came up with an acronym that actually perfectly describes what it means to be an ally. So we are going to share that with you for the first time publicly here. It's in our Patreon membership with all the other exclusive content. And it is in the ally uh, video with all the other, you know, content that's in that video that's nowhere else. So we'll give you this little piece because it's really, really helpful and you can share it and maybe you can show people this part of this video. So. And the, the great thing is that this acronym is very easy to remember because the acronym is the word ally. A stands for affirm. L stands for listen. 
second L stands for love, and the Y stands for yield. Now, some of these might be self-explanatory, but we're going to give you just a little preview of what we mean by each of these words. And if you're really interested in this, definitely purchase that full course to hear the more detailed version. Which is at vimeo.com slash on demand slash trans ally. So A stands for affirm, which gets at a lot of what we've been talking about for what it means to be an ally. An ally is someone who affirms trans people, who affirms their identity, who affirms their name, who affirms their pronouns, who affirms their own way of describing their lived experience, whether that means being a biological man, woman, non-binary, anything in between. Affirming means just listening to a trans person and validating who they are and what they're telling you. Yeah, and affirming whatever they need, whether it be uh, medical care or mental health support, just affirming anything that's needed and supporting that in any way that you can. And especially for parents out there, I'm just speaking as a parent, if you're listening or watching and you're a parent, it is so important to be affirming from day one. I was not affirming of Jackie, and that's what we demonstrate in the Trans Ally video, that I challenged her and I was not affirming. And I learned to be affirming over time, but I'm now meeting parents I meet a lot of parents. I'm in a support group. I'm in multiple online groups who who just inspire me because they're affirming from day one. And it just gives me so much hope. And their child comes out and maybe it's a surprise or maybe they had no idea. And they just know somehow to be affirming immediately and say, I love you and tell me what it's like. And everything that the child shares, they affirm, even sometimes from a very young age. So yeah. it's possible. And I think one thing that's important to understand about being affirming that this might be hard for some of the parents and the partners listening to accept, but being affirming means not asking a trans person to delay medical transition in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. If a trans person wants to move forward with hormones, if they want to move forward with surgery, and if they are doing so under the supervision of a qualified medical professional, it's really not your place. Even if they're a minor, it's really not your place to ask them to delay that care. They know who they are much better than you do. They have thought this through for much longer than you could possibly imagine. And asking them to delay care that is essential to who they are and essential to their well-being is not being affirming. And I would even go so far as to say it's being adversarial. Yeah, I I would not have agreed with that at all five years ago. <laughs> and I agree with that 100% now. I have learned so much in that time. And that's what I did to Jackie. I asked her to, you know, slow down and not do the things that she needed to do. And I deeply regret that now. So just please, if you can learn anything from my experience, I empathize. I truly do. I can understand that it's difficult to grasp in the beginning if you're not prepared and you're not educated and you think there weren't signs, but you have no idea what's been going on with your child or your loved one that you may not know about. So please affirm. And one thing that will help you affirm a little bit better is to actually listen to that trans person. This is where our first L comes in. You're going to have, especially if someone is coming out to you, if this is someone you've known for a long time and you did not suspect they were trans, you're going to have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> you're going to have this overwhelming flurry of thoughts and emotions and you're going to want to dump all of it out and you're going to want to make all of it the trans person's responsibility don't shut up listen find yourself a therapist find yourself a support group find yourself a friend or a relative who you can call and talk this through with because the trans person is not in a place 
to resolve this for you. When you are coming out to someone as trans, that is probably one of the most difficult times in your life. That is probably one of the most difficult things you will ever have to do as a trans person. That is one of the most emotionally fragile times. And it's really not a great time as a cis person to be putting all of your thoughts and emotions and all of these burdens on the trans person. So no matter what you might be thinking, just take a deep breath, listen, affirm, tell them that you hear them. You're grateful that they felt comfortable to share this with you. And if you have questions, if you have doubts, if you have fears, discuss those with your own support network. Yeah. And I did not do that. I did not listen to Jackie. I had so much to say. And another great episode to listen to is the episode with Jackie's dad. Cause I don't know if you remember Jackie, but he said mm-hmm. exactly that when he asked him, when we asked him what his biggest piece of advice would be, he said, just shut your mouth. Just bite your tongue. Don't give advice. He said, you don't know. You are not the expert in this. You, you are going to be flooded with emotion and just, just wait. Just listen. And listening means if your child or your loved one or the trans person says, I don't know, I don't want to talk about it, listen to that and just don't talk about it. Don't ask about it. I peppered Jackie with questions and I don't understand this. Explain to me. And just as she just said, that was that's not her job. She's trying to figure everything out for herself. She doesn't need me to come at her with all these questions that you may not have even known the answer to yet. Or if you did know the answer, you might not have been ready to share yet, right? So listen, whatever the transgender person does tell you, just listen and provide support. Be affirming. The A and the L go together. Just affirm whatever they share and listen to what they tell you about what they're comfortable with, what they're not comfortable with. And if they don't want to talk about it, they don't want to talk about it. They're not ready. And they'll let you know when they are ready. It's really important. A lot of parents in our support groups, in our groups, you know, with, that I talk to with parents at, at any stage, this is a topic that comes up a lot because they're like, but my child's not talking to me and I, I want to listen. I want, well, you have to listen to them saying they're not ready to talk as well, or they're not, they're not comfortable sharing. So listen a hundred percent. And the board. as you're affirming, as you're listening, this should all be coming from a place of love. Even if this isn't someone who you love in the literal sense, even if it's a friend or a coworker, try to come from a loving place. Try to come from a place of empathy, of understanding, of warmth, and of really just wanting the best for this person. If this is someone who you're close to you, who you love, try to really bring that love to the surface and make sure that you're not getting caught up in, oh my God, I didn't know this, or I don't understand this, or is this person going to be in danger for transitioning? Just come from a place of love, want nothing but the best from them, and try to express that in your interactions. If you are a parent, I have no doubt as a fellow parent that you love your child more than anything in the world. We love our kids. We would do any, we would die for them. Why can we not, in many cases, wrap our heads around just being affirming, just listening, just coming from love and supporting our kids? who they really are. What's happening here is your child is trusting you enough to tell you who they really are, which you didn't know before. If you truly, truly love them, that will not change anything. You will continue to affirm them, listen to them, support them, provide them with whatever you can that you have to offer them in the same way you would in any other instance. And one thing we've talked about before that, again, might be a little bit hard, especially for some parents to hear and some partners to hear, 
is loving this person for who they are, not the idea of who you think they are or who you want them to be. There's a big difference between our existence as actual living, breathing human beings and the social constructs that we and the people in our lives create of who we are and who we're supposed to be. And unfortunately, when someone comes out as trans, the rubber kind of meets the road in terms of the conflicts between that idea of who they are and who they actually are. And if you actually love this person, to my mom's point, you will be supportive, you will affirm you will listen and you will be there for them. But if you love the concept of who they're supposed to be more than you love the actual person, this is going to be really hard for you. And I just want to speak to any parents, loved ones, partners, anybody, a grandparent, anybody out there who's in the beginning stages of just learning that someone you love is trans. We know it's hard. We know it's hard. I was there. I did not make the right choices. I have empathy for that. But please, please learn from us. Everything Jackie just described, that was me. The reason I challenged her wasn't because she's not trans. She is. It was because I didn't want to give up my idea of who I thought she was, who I thought she was supposed to be in the future you know, back then, almost five years ago. And now just learn from me five years into this that like, she's a woman, she's my daughter. This is who she is. I don't think of her in any other way. Like you will get there. You can get there. It may be hard. There are free support groups for everybody. If you need something right away, just look up PFLAG. Parents and families of lesbian and gay people, I don't know what the acronym exactly is, but everybody knows PFLAG, P-F-L-A-G. Just go there, Google it. There will be a meeting soon that you can attend. Get all the support you need, but love your child, the person in your life who's transgender, and you're going to have to eventually give up the construct of who you thought they were, and you will absolutely be able to love them completely and fully and wholeheartedly, just as I love Jackie, exactly as she is for who she is and who she always was. And part of letting go of that concept and part of loving that person for who they are, as difficult as it may be, is going to involve yielding. It's going to involve you taking a step back, refraining from saying the things you want to say, refraining from asking the questions you may want to ask, and accepting that this is a process that the trans person in your life is going to have to lead. You're going to have to let them lead it, and you're going to have to be there to support while also yielding to them. I'll use an example that my mom maybe didn't realize I was going to use, but I think is an important one, which is that even as you get further into your relationship with this person years down the road, there's still going to be times when you're going to have to yield. You might want to ask them about something that they might not want to share. Like my mom loves to ask me questions about surgery and all of the details around that. And I have my personal boundaries and I would prefer not to discuss those things with my mom. So as much as she would like to know all the details of my surgery plans and the doctor, the dates and all that good stuff, She has to yield because that's something that I would prefer to deal with in a more private way. And as frustrating as that might be for you cis people who love trans people who are trans allies out there, please understand how important it is for us as trans people to be able to have those boundaries and to be able to say, this is something I would prefer you yield on. This is something where I don't necessarily want to talk about it, or this is something that you may not understand, but this is the way I'm explaining it. And that has to be good enough. 
And that's why I want to give a plug for support groups again and for my support group, because I talk about that a lot in my support group and with my support group friends who you all know who you are. You're amazing out there and the professionals in our support group. And when I talked about that in our support group, you won't be surprised to hear, Jackie, that Dr. Joe stepped in and was like, that's great. She wants, she's an adult. She's making her own choices. You should be happy. You raise her rate. (laughs) You know, I'm like, I know I should look at it that way. I get, we get it. We get it. It's hard, but right. But that's where I need to get that support. And mm-hmm. and that's where I can exactly. share these kinds of questions and concerns. Yep. Yield to any kind of medical care that is needed to mental health support. It is each person's choice to figure out what they need for their life. Transgender, cisgender, or otherwise, like it's my life. And I know parents have a hard time because kids may be, minors, but this is not a choice, people. Remember, anything your child might need medication for, you would get them that medication. Insurance companies even define this as necessary medication if a trans person says and, you know, speaks that they need uh, medication. So it's just like any other medical need. We must see it that way. And that's the way the medical professionals see it. That's way, the way most parents are now learning and getting educated to come around to seeing it. I absolutely do. So yielding, the last letter of our acronym, is essential. And it's proven to be absolutely correlated with the well-being, the thriving, the, let's just say, you know, the minimizing of risk of self-harm and mental health challenges that are not necessary that happen because of lack of support and lack of access to necessary medical and mental health care and support that transgender people need. So this is life or death. It's incredibly serious. We cannot emphasize that enough. So that is a sneak preview, a little bit long, but not quite as long as we actually, where we actually go into detail on all of these different issues that we're discussing. But that is our summary of what it means to be an ally in our ally acronym. And if you would like to hear more in depth on it, again, we recommend you go to vimeo.com slash on demand slash trans ally and or patreon.com slash transgender school to sign up. We have our full ally acronym, our full how to be an ally webinar and lots of other great exclusive content there. I think we forgot to say one really important thing, mm-hmm. which I want to take a minute to say half Of everything we take in, and this is like of every single thing that we take in for our Trans Allyship 101 video goes to our support group, mainly my support group, but it's a support group for parents, for trans people, for siblings, for family members of trans people. It is called Transforming Family. I've been in it for almost four years now. It has been one of the best things that's ever happened to me in my life. I volunteer now. You know, I help out however I can. We're giving fully half of everything we take in for the low price of the $10 one-year rental of our Trans Ally video course, which is a 90-minute course where we go into much more depth than we did here on how to be an ally. And we reenact Jackie's coming out and the following conversations. Half of that goes to our support group. So you would not only be supporting us, even if you don't watch the video. Hey, we want you to watch the video, but guess what? You want a way to donate to support transgender yep, out, people and yeah. their families? Just pay the $10 for the video, yep. whether you watch it or not. My support group is Transforming Family, and you can find them at transformingfamily.org. And every 
Out of every $10 um, payment that someone makes to rent our video, we give five to them and five goes back to our costs of all our content, of generating all our content for Transgender School. So thanks so much for listening. Check us out on social media. Check us out on Patreon, Vimeo, and stay tuned for another episode next month. Thanks, everybody. Have a great holiday season with your families. Please be loving, be allies, enjoy your time together, and we'll see you in the new year. And protest outside of J.K. Rowling's house. Meet you there. There you go. That's who we were talking about and some of what we were talking. Now you know, but you probably knew already. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our Transgender School podcast. We hope you learned something new and that you're inspired to learn more. If you enjoyed our conversation, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And please be sure to check out our website, transgenderschool.org. You'll find many valuable resources there, including news about upcoming courses we'll be teaching. Make sure to join us for future podcast episodes. We'll catch you on the first Tuesday of every month. 